This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's our weekend preview, and my goodness, what a preview. Manchester City face Chelsea, a dress rehearsal to the Champions League final. West Ham against Everton, Leeds United, Tottenham. And guess what? In La Liga, the top four teams face each other. Real Madrid, Sevilla, Atletico Madrid. Visit Barcelona. We got big games in Bundesliga. Juventus against AC Milan. MLS, El Trafico. LAFC visit LA Galaxy. We also have Liga MX, Liguilla, this, and so much more. Jimmy Conrad joins us. Weekend preview. Que golazo begins. Right now. What's up, everybody? Que golazo weekend preview. And this one is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Jimmy <laughs> Conrad. What's up, man? What's up, Luis Miguel? What's going on, everybody that's listening at home or watching this on the YouTubes? We appreciate you and welcome because this is going to be another barn burner of games. Another incredible weekend of action, Luis. Jimmy, this one is crazy. I know that we always say that every single week, but this one is crazy. You know why? It's because we're now at that point of the season where every game matters to some of the teams. Some of them that are stuck in mid-table purgatory, it doesn't matter all that much. They're going to finish in 11th, and that's going to be their season. But there are some incredible matchups for teams trying to get into Europe or trying to not get relegated. And so, yeah, it's getting to crunch time, and I love that. Absolutely. So we're going to hit you with everything. Premier League, La Liga, Europe. We're also going to go to North America because MLS has El Tráfico. There's Liga MX, Liguilla. There's so much, so much. But we begin, of course, in the Premier League. And hey, the dress rehearsal, may we say, of the Champions League final, Jimmy Conrad, as Man City. Look at this. Man City host Chelsea on Saturday, 12.30 p.m. Eastern kickoff. Ooh, baby. Oh, and by the way, we're going to do a big parlay as well because we were so close last time round, weren't we, We Jim? were. We were. We had 10 picks last time, which was a little crazy, especially because we only had one draw out of those 10 picks, and I think there were three or four. We got six out of the 10. So, Luis, by my math, because I was a former math major, even though I didn't graduate, don't tell anybody, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm not a role model anymore after announcing that. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you, you said that like, you know, in those uh, pharmaceutical commercials, like uh, warning, I warning. <laughs> it may also cause extensive diarrhea. Yes, I know where you're going with that, Luis. Uh, <laughs> I think we should go with six. We should just go have a pick six this time. And I think that's our magic number. So we'll go with six. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of games and then we'll figure out which six we feel the most confident about. And then we're going to win a bunch of money and we can high five all of our listeners that are doing I it. I love it. I love it. In honor of our other podcast, uh, our CBS podcast, Pick Six, we're going to just go pick six. We're going to go with six and you you, you come along for the ride, everybody. All right. Well, we'll begin with Man City against Chelsea Saturday, 1230 Eastern. What do you have here for me, Jimmy? Well, let's give some context. Okay. So Manchester City need only one win to clinch the Premier League title. And obviously they're going to want to do so as soon as possible so they can focus on that Champions League final, which 
coincidentally is against their opponent that they're playing this weekend in Chelsea. Now, Chelsea are three points clear of fifth place. So they need these points to solidify their Champions League status for next season, assuming they don't win the Champions League final, which would obviously guarantee them that would be a lock, as they say. So I feel like this is more of a must win for Chelsea. Also, to take into consideration, surprising fun fact, City have conceded in each of their last five Premier League matches at home. That wild, giving up eight goals in those five games, by the way, and have lost two out of their last three at the Etihad as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if Chelsea takes some points off of them. The funny thing is, though, for some more context, the last time Chelsea had a draw in any competition was way back in mid-December. That's ridiculous. It was against West Brom of all teams. That's a long time ago. That said, Chelsea, I feel like we're looking at the teams. They are who they are. And I just feel like nobody's figured out how to beat them, right? They, they, they have got this, this plan in place. Everybody's bought in and nobody's unlocked it yet outside of West Brom, who just happened to take advantage of a red card to Thiago Silva and Marcus Alonso playing because he's a massive defensive liability. I remember Mendy not making some saves that he would normally make. They just kind of fell apart. after. It was an anomaly, a complete was, anomaly. Okay, so let's, if, we, if we eliminate that game, okay? I went back and looked at, at all the other games that Tuchel's lost. It's only one, and it was to Porto. They've only this is thanks to a banger, by the way. They needed a ridiculous goal, yeah, like, like the goal of the Champions League. Yeah, in the twenty-four games that okay, let's say twenty-three. Let's let's lose the West Brom one. That was an anomaly. Let's lose that. So the other twenty-three games under Tuchel, they've only been behind nineteen minutes of those twenty-three games, Luis. So nineteen minutes, okay, and it was against Southampton when they gave up a goal to Minamino, and then they scored nineteen minutes later. The one they gave up to Porto was in the 92nd minute. So it doesn't even count. It doesn't even count in the stats. It's like injury time, right? They've only been behind for 19 minutes in those 23 games, leaving the West Brom one out. Man City, if they want to beat them this weekend to win the league or want to beat them in the final of the Champions League, they have to score first. Yeah. This Chelsea team, yes, very strong, very, very astute in how they play. But you have to score first because I don't know if they have answers for that yet when they get scored upon outside of them coming back against, against Southampton and having good response there, they haven't really dealt with that type of adversity or been down at halftime, right. To, to, or I guess they were down at halftime, excuse me, to the Southampton. They came back and scored nine minutes after the second half. So, so it's only happened once in the other, that's crazy. That's crazy. So that's for me is, is something to look out for. One other thing, Luis, and then I will pass the mic to you, my friend is the fact that, I'll get back to the point where Chelsea know who they are. City, though, they lost to, to Chelsea in the FA Cup semifinals a few weeks ago. They made eight changes to that team. They can hurt you in so many different ways. And I feel like what the strength of City is this season is that they can morph into different teams. We saw them sit back against PSG in leg two of the semifinals of the Champions League and absorb pressure and then catch PSG on a long ball. Like, that is so anti-Pep. It's crazy that I even say that out loud but they have that capability to hurt you in so many different ways. Whereas Chelsea are kind of just this team that haven't been unlocked yet. And I, and I really, I'm curious as to what lineups both of these managers are going to go out with, because do you want to show your hand just yet? However, both of these teams need this game for, for the reasons I already stated. So this is a crazy game for me. And I want to say a draw, 
but because City haven't drawn in out of five months, it, it it's that's fascinating. I'm Not only that, that Jimmy, <laughs> and thank you for all of that. Absolutely incredible. And also, Chelsea have only conceded three goals in the last nine matches. And also, I want to go for a draw as well, but none of the last eleven Premier League meetings between these two teams have ended in a draw. I don't know what's going to happen. And what's even worse, there's going to be a Champions League final to follow after this. Having said all of that, to your original point, Manchester City need this to get the league done and dusted and focus on everything else. So I don't know exactly how Pep Guardiola is going to do this. Man City is like an X-Men. They like to transform into different things and morph, like you mentioned. They will apply also the fact that you said, I remember earlier this week saying that Man City, after they lose one game, they immediately come back and do something better. And I feel that that's the same thing when they lose immediately from one opponent then they face them again, then they can figure them out. Pep Guardiola is a chess master like that. He can figure you out. Uh, There was a much very rotated squad in the FA Cup as well, by the way. Phil Foden came in late. Uh, Sinchenko didn't even play. The midfield was completely different. So I I just, I don't know because Chelsea is also very good at holding. And I think they're very comfortable as well, you know, entering the Etihad and saying, all right, show me what you got. So I wonder if this statistic of the last Premier League meetings, 11 of them not being a draw will end here. And we do indeed get a draw. I, I, if we're going to put the, if we decide to put this in our parlay, I would probably still lean towards the draw for all the reasons that you said. Zach Steffen was in goal for the FA Cup semifinals. He got caught in no man's land. I think more on the goal was Ajax scored. I feel like that was more due to the fact that his just a lack of communication and a rapport with the defenders in front of him. Uh, John Stones will be out for this particular game. He got a red card in the previous game. So Laporte is going to come in for sure. And then I would like to see Aguero up top. And, yeah, and I think that could happen, actually. He scored against Crystal Palace last week. I, I feel like... You're going to see some type of rotation from from City. They have an extra 24 hours of rest over Chelsea. Who are we going to see for Chelsea? I'm not so sure. Hudson-Odoi, Tammy Abraham. Are we going to see those types of guys get another run out maybe? Yeah, this is going to be a lineup where we're two number nines again. Because in the FA Cup game, Gabriel Jesus did start. So there was a number nine for Man City. So I'm wondering if we're going to see two natural number nines in this one. I'm so shaky about this one, Jimmy. I don't even know if we put that in the parlay. Uh, Okay, well, well, let's just just put it off to the side right now. All right, well, let's let's stay in the Premier League because there's still plenty of games in the Premier League. And as I'm looking, and you mentioned uh, about mid-table teams, but I'm looking at a very tasty game here. Leeds United against Tottenham. It's the early kickoff on Saturday. Uh, Obviously, Ryan Mason, interim manager for Tottenham, as Spurs continue for a manager for this summer. And Leeds United, Marcelo Bielsa, unbelievable season from Leeds United, 11th right now, which is really commendable. They just uh, returned to the Premier League after so many years. So what do you have here? Okay, so let me give you guys some context. Leeds saw their six-game unbeaten streak run uh, to the close. Yeah, they lost 2-0 to to Brighton at the weekend, which Brighton's good, believe me. I I think they're better than than they might get credit for, though I think the people that look at the stats love Brighton because their XG is like off the charts. But Leeds have claimed points against City, Liverpool, and Manchester United during this streak. So they're going to be confident, I think, of avoiding a loss to another team that's considered one of the best well, not always one of the best, but yeah, you know, one of the contenders, outside contenders. A good team. Uh, it's also also the lead leads have yet to lose to one of the big six teams at Ellen Road this season, which is a pretty impressive record. So let's keep that in mind as we're thinking about what we want to do here. Now Tottenham bounced back from their Carabao Cup final defeat with a 4-0, uh, let's say demolition of Sheffield United. 
So that should boost morale. And it was nice to see, actually, that they scored a goal and kept trying to score a goal. Under Jose Mourinho, they'd score a goal, and I feel like they'd sit back in a shell and then just invite pressure and invite dangerous situations. But this time they put their foot directly on Sheffield United's throat and went on to win 4-0. However, this will be Ryan Mason, the 29-year-old. This will be his first game as interim head coach away from London. So we'll see how he does away from home in this one. Mason, uh, however... I thought he's done a very good job, as I just mentioned, of kind of allowing the team to be themselves and be free. That said, he doesn't seem to want to play uh, Ndombele at all, which makes me sad because I'm a big Ndombele fan, and he seems to want to go with Harry Winks instead. instead. So I don't know how this one's going to play out. I do think that Tottenham, they're so close. You know, they're they're, there. If we look at the table right now with regard to, to where they stand in particular, they are quietly in six. They're on 56 points. West Ham have 58. Chelsea have 61. There are four games left to play. Liverpool are right behind Tottenham with 54. Everton have 52 and eighth. So they're still in the shout to get into to Europe, obviously, into the Europa League. But maybe if Chelsea do drop points, and I'm sure everybody underneath Chelsea's thinking, oh, man, please, Man City, do, do the job for us today. Let us get back into this. Well, as a Villa fan, I want to draw here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course you do. Of course you do. So, oh, so even a Leeds win. Yeah, I, I don't. I just don't know. You know, Leeds were cruising, but Bielsa's record against the top six at home—that's something to take in consideration. I could see another draw, and I hate saying that, but but I just think that Tottenham—they they finally look a little relaxed, right? They're finally they taking that that big breath of fresh air, like oh, we're we're out of the shackles of Jose Mourinho a little bit for, for better or for worse. Because sometimes those shackles teams really respond to that, or at least they yeah. did in the past. And in a way, Jimmy, Ryan Mason is a perfect kind of substitute because he he was a player for Tottenham himself. He understands exactly what players go through, specifically in that club. And by the way, Tottenham have won three consecutive games against right. it's their longest ever winning against the Whites. However, a few updates here. Rafinha, who's still suffering from that injury yeah. Yeah, against he, he might not play Calvin Phillips as well. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, those are, give, with those two guys out, Rafinha and Phillips, those I are actually, two big I actually, losses. I actually like Tottenham a little bit. So now. I'm actually, now that I'm rereading that, and if Rafinha, even if he was available, there's no way he's starting. And even if he was starting, I would be very shocked. But Calvin Phillips as well, who drives the chains and moves the chains in the middle. This is tough, man. This is tough. I, You know what? If we were to add this one, I would I would go for a Tottenham win just because of those two. Okay, well, let's keep that in mind then. All right, so let, let's keep it in mind. But I, I got one more Premier League match that I think yeah, we should talk go about. Ahead. That, that's West Ham versus Everton. West Ham are currently three points behind Chelsea. They're in fifth. Moyes uh, against his former team. David Moyes versus his fa- former team. A lot of storylines there. Everton are currently in eighth on 52 points. My issue with Everton is every time they have a must-win game, they completely bottle it. They're like the new Tottenham. <laughs> no, Tottenham's always going to be Tottenham, but they're like a version of Tottenham that they probably don't want to be. They're Tottenham-like cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they, they've won one out of their last seven in the Premier League. I just don't understand. West Jimmy, Ham had they a- did not look good against Villa. Sorry to interrupt. I mean, Villa, no, we, were, we were resilient, but they did not look good. I mean, James Rodriguez uh, you know, just missed out because he got injured during the pre, pre-game training, but they did not look good. Also, Everton's one win that I mentioned out of that seven was against Arsenal. And that's because Burn Leno let the ball go through his hands and into the goal. Like they, they weren't even that great in that game either. So definitely not picking the right time to not play well. I think that West Ham had a huge win last time out versus Burnley. Uh, Mikel Antonio had two goals when he's on fire. He's a confidence guy. Like a lot of players that we see that that's only a good sign for West Ham. David Moyes has done something special and I hope he gets somehow in the conversation for manager of the year. I think he deserves it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I just 
Who's hosting this one? West Ham? West Ham's hosting it. And they're the second best. They have the second best home record in the Premier League. Okay. But this is crazy. Everton only have one loss in their last 12 away from home in the Premier League. Yeah. I go go figure. It's almost it's interesting when you see teams that yeah, Goodison Park more, has been their problem. Yeah. It really has. It really has. And and Manchester United were there for a while where they're so good away from home and couldn't really conjure up that same type of magic at Old Trafford, but they seem to have figured that part of it out. I like West Ham in this one. Everton needs to win it, so they're probably going to lose. If we were going to go with any of the three Premier League teams to get a result, I actually like West Ham out of the three. All right. Okay. But, but, you know, I I don't know. There's always these. Well, what do you guys think at home? I'm sure you got like these guys just sit on the fence. Oh, everybody has thoughts. I know because everybody's got thoughts. Our our little um our little parlay bucket doesn't have one single pick yet. We're still (laughs) on the side. All right. Well, before um, go ahead. No, we'll. We'll be more absolute at the end. We have a lot of games to discuss. We we do. And we're going to take a quick break. Let everybody take a breather. And when we come back, we'll do the rest of Europe and into North America as well. Que golazo weekend preview. We'll be right back. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back, everybody. Que golazo weekend preview with Jimmy C. And I just saw your shirt behind you, Jimmy. Conradinho. I love it. So good. So good. I love it. I love it. You could never do it with me. Eche Garainio. Nah, it's not going to happen. Um, Luis Miguelinho, maybe. That, that maybe. Could I like that one. Yeah. Anyway, welcome, everybody. We've done our Premier League. We're doing our parlay. Just so you remember, we're doing pick six. So we're going to try and pick six games and add into our parlay. We haven't picked one yet, but we put them on the side and we're writing notes and we're going now. If you thought the Premier League was kind of exciting, La Liga right now is Absolute bonkers. Atletico Madrid leading the table with 76 points. Real Madrid having just been knocked out of the Champions League with 74 points. Barcelona with 74 points as well, but obviously uh, a worsened uh, head-to-head in third. And Sevilla. Sevilla still has a shot in fourth with no. 70. That I, I mean... I disagree. They, they missed their chance. They were... They actually played pretty well against Athletic Bilbao last weekend enough to win the game, but definitely enough to get a result, get a but draw. Jimmy, who are they, they lo- facing this weekend? Well, they have Real Madrid and they, they, they go on the road and, and Julian Lopetegui, who unceremoniously got fired from Real Madrid after four months on the job or whatever, after he got fired from the Spain job right before the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, what a was, run that was. That was quite, that, talk, that about was white, talk about white boy summer for, uh, <laughs> for the, the whiplash for Julian Lopetegui is ridiculous. So it's been nice to see him have success with Sevilla and, and obviously uh, winning the Europa League last season and and uh, really putting them back on the map in a meaningful way. They miss an, an unbelievable opportunity to actually be a force in this conversation, but losing last week in the 90th minute to Athletic yeah, it was Bilbao, big. It was that, big, but- I, for me, that crushes them. That said, they have an unbelievable opportunity. This might be the weekend of the whole season right here that's going to determine a lot because the top four teams play against each other. It's but incredible. I just wanted to give a, yeah, it is incredible. If I'll let's just start with Sevilla Real Madrid. Because the big one is obviously Barcelona, uh, Atletico. Yep, that's well, a Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern kickoff that. Real Madrid against Sevilla. Go ahead. 
So, so what I'll say about this, because of the Julian Lopetegui angle, you know he's got that la revancha. He wants that revenge against his former club. Whether he admits to it or not, we all know. He's a human being. I would want the same thing. You would want the same thing. Everybody listening would want the same thing. You want to stick it to those guys that stuck it to you uh, many years ago. So my issue with Real Madrid, I did not like the tactics of Zidane. I, I, they're, I think they're hurt. They looked a little old. They looked a little bit slow against Chelsea. I don't think Sergio Ramos is fully fit. That was clear. That was on full display. Ferlan Mendy, I don't feel like, was being utilized in the right way. If they go back to their 4-3-3, I think that Madrid have a chance because you can put a Nacho on the right at right back or a Fede Valverde, who's got a little bit more energy. You can then put Militao and Sergio Ramos and then put Ferlan Mendy on the left and have your normal three and then get after it with Vinicius and Asensio or if you want to go with Eden Hazard, who and I think they hate Eden Hazard now because he's laughing uh, after the game or whatever. I don't know, man. Yeah, Chiringuito went crazy. Dude, I mean, it's a little <laughs> bit, for me, it's a little bit too much. I think they were just looking for a scapegoat. Instead of going after Zidane and his tactics, let's just go after Eden Hazard, who hasn't lived up to the hype. So, yeah, I mean, it didn't help that he went to Chelsea. It didn't help. Absolutely. Hazard was not the reason why Real Madrid lost. Correct. So I don't know. We, yeah, we don't need to. We don't <laughs> need to get into that. Yeah, yeah. But, I just Jimmy, think those guys here's are the thing, though, but let's focus on this game because Real Madrid have won their last four games in La Liga against Sevilla, keeping a clean sheet in the last three of those. I agree. But I agree. Sevilla have won their last three away games in La Liga, and they've not managed four consecutive, consecutive away victories in the competition since September 2010. So something has to get, right? No, I mean, Madrid are unbeaten in their last 14 matches. Well, there you in, go. In La Liga, they've won 10 during that time. They've got, as you, I think you said, five clean sheets in their last six uh, in La Liga as well. Lopetegui has only won once in five matches against the top three this season. So that doesn't look great for Sevilla. I just got a weird feeling that Sevilla is going to do it. I do think that there's going to be some drop-off psychologically for Madrid. I think they didn't look very good. I thought they got found out in a lot of different ways that when you take away one or two things from them, they just don't have any other answers. And I, I don't think Zidane put them in good starting spots. And, and, and uh, given how much respect and admiration I have for Zidane, both as a player and a manager, I was kind of disappointed with, with how he approached some of these games and who he started. That said, maybe they can write the ship here. Maybe this is what they need to kick on. They need to not feel too sorry for themselves because they have this one coming up. This is a really interesting game for me. If we really wanted to get spicy, my kind of upset, dark horse upset of the week for all the games that we're talking about is Sevilla to potentially pull off something here. Yeah. Well, that's why I started it like that. I really do believe that. Well, let, let's talk a little bit more about the other one. Atletico okay. Madrid, Barcelona. My God, this is another big one as well. What do you have here? Well, so let's talk about, let's keep the La, La Revancha theme going on, the revenge, because we have Antoine Griezmann, who obviously starred for Atletico, Atletico Madrid for, for many years, playing for Barcelona now. And we have Luis Suarez, who used to star for Barcelona, playing for Atleti. Both are going to be healthy. Uh, Griezmann, though, has been ridiculous in the last uh, few few weeks, like a couple months. I mean, him, yeah. his I feel like his relationship with, with Messi has finally emerged. It, it, it seems like a warm, they're looking for each other, right? When Griezmann first showed up, he wasn't passing to Messi. wasn't passing to him at all. He's only looking for Suarez or Jordi Alba or only like his best buddies. <laughs> now he actually looks to play play Griezmann, and Griezmann has benefited from it. He has scored uh, six goals in his last eight games, so he's picking a great time to to like pick up his form. And uh, for me, you can we can look at all the stats and we can look at all the past history and all that stuff. But is Messi going to really allow 
Atletico Madrid to come in into his house right. during maybe his last season and, and boss him around. I just think we're going to see an epic Messi performance. And he likes playing against Atletico Madrid. He seems to score some big goals against them. I will say, for some more context, Atleti are unbeaten in three consecutive head-to-head clashes. They've got two victories and a draw. Before those three matches, Barcelona had lost just one of the previous 18 encounters between the teams. However, I have to add, Barcelona are unbeaten in 20 meetings at the camp now with against Atletico, uh, with Atletico scoring more than a goal only once in the last 15 visits there. And that was in the most recent time that they played. So a couple things to take into consideration that Barcelona do have their number at the camp now. Well, and Jimmy, this is the first game that I'm putting in our parlay bucket. I feel Barcelona is going to be at Atletico Madrid. I think it's going to happen. I think to your point, I, I don't think they want to, they're not going to want to be bossed around the camp now. They see this as a unique opportunity because if they win and somehow Real Madrid doesn't get much from Sevilla, maybe a point, Barcelona will go top of the table. And I feel like that's a, a an opportunity for Coleman too good to turn down. I think that they're going to do it. It might not be pretty, but like you said, Lionel Messi is going to finally, not finally, what am I talking about? He does it every weekend, but he's going <laughs> to really just say, all right, this is our house. This is our league. And they'll take advantage. I'm putting Barcelona in this parlay bucket. What do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think that Barcelona find a way to win. I, As much as I believed in Atleti before, their ability to score timely goals over the last few months has been pretty disappointing. Sounds pretty harsh, but but a little lackluster. <laughs> and Oblak has saved them so much. And VAR. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jose Jimenez, you know, one of their stud center backs is probably going to play, even though he's nursing an injury. And the last thing you need when you're trying to track Messi is to be at 75%, you know, or to track any of these guys. Yeah. I'm curious about that back line for Barcelona. If you guys are looking at this game more specifically, I do think that both teams will score. I think Barcelona does give up a lot of opportunities. Just depends if, I really, it might just come down to which which goalkeeper plays better, Ter Stegen or Oblak yeah. in this one, because we know they're going to be pretty pivotal uh, for both sides. But ultimately, Barcelona have the X factor, the ultimate X factor in Leo Messi. And when he's on his game, there's, there's nothing you can do. You just have to sit back and watch and, and, and marvel at the, at the specimen that is Leo Messi. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's move okay. on. Let's go to the Bundesliga. Anything going sure. on there? What's going on in the Bundesliga? Yes. So very similar to what's happening in the Premier League with Manchester City and Chelsea playing this weekend, even though they have a big final coming up. Same in the Bundesliga as Borussia Dortmund host uh, RB Leipzig. And they're going to play in the final of the DFB Pokal, also known as the German Cup, this upcoming Thursday. So this is kind of a dress rehearsal for that game as well. I feel like... And to give you some context, Borussia Dortmund are currently in fifth and you got to get into the top four to qualify for the Champions League, which is really important for the black and yellow because if you want to keep Erling Hollands or Jaden Sancho or any of your top young players, you got to be playing in the Champions League. So for them to get in there is so important because if they don't and they get into the Europa League, I just feel like those players are like, ah, I don't want to waste a year of my career in the Europa League, which sounds kind of uh, elitist in some ways, but I can get where they're coming from and that could... It just gives them a reason to say, I want to leave. If you qualify yeah. for the Champions League, th- there's not much they can say other than we just want to play for a better Champions League team. <laughs> yeah. So so Dortmund head into this weekend. A month ago, they were seven points behind fourth. And now they're only one point behind Eintracht Frankfurt for, for that spot and two points behind Wolfsburg with three matches remaining. So a win this weekend against RB Leipzig, who are guaranteed to pretty much get second at this point, could take Dortmund as high as third place, depending on results elsewhere. So I feel like Dortmund are going to be a little bit hungrier here. 
Uh, they're not going to be without, they're going to be without Jude Bellingham, who got a red card against Wolfsburg last week, which is a disappointment. That kid is terrific. He He's ridiculous. He's uh, so, so good. But for me right now, Erling Holland didn't play recently this past weekend. So I feel like everything rides on whether he plays or not. The last time these two teams played was in Leipzig. Holland was excellent. It was a 3-1 win. I think he had two goals, if I'm not mistaken, two goals and an assist. And when he's on his game, again, it's very similar to Messi. Well, what are you going to do? You just have to sit back and marvel at the specimen known as Erling Holland. That said, RB Leipzig obviously still trying to kind of maybe do this victory lap with their coach and a couple of their players who are going to be leaving as well. And, and, but I don't know, I, again, this gets back to the tactics, Luis, of how much do you want to show ahead of a big cup final that's coming up, you know, five or six days later. Yeah. It's a major narrative. And by the way, according to reports, Erlen Haaland and Giorena will be available for this game. So good, good, if they good, are, good. I, I feel like Borussia Dortmund, uh, goes in the bucket for me as well. I just, for everything that you just said, they can't afford, they, they cannot have to afford to they not have, to have Champions League football because Jaden Sancho and more specifically Erlen Haaland will definitely have more of a reason to leave the club. All right. Well, Serie A, Inter Milan, well oh, done. Man. You've won oh, Scudetto. Man. Great stuff. But there's still some other storylines here because Juventus and Andrea Pirlo. It was funny because in our weekend recap, we were like, oh, and Udinese is leading. And then we stopped taping and they come back. But... Well, it's Cristiano still, Ronaldo put the team on his back like he does. Exactly. And got and, two goals in the last five and or six probably minutes. saving Andrea Pirlo's job for another week. But, you know, when, you, when you're looking at the table here, now they're looking a little better now, obviously third, but still it is ridiculously tight because they're all even on points. Milan, Juventus, Atalanta, and Napoli with 67 right behind. What do you have? And Lazio is not too far with 64. That's six. 64, I mean, right. Yeah. And they had, because they have a game in hand, so they could potentially be at 67 as well. Serie A is crazy. And, I think finally we're all excited that Serie A has got some action. You know, just been Juve for nine consecutive seasons, just rolling over everybody. Inter wins again. Congratulations, as you said. But yeah, Atalanta, 69 points. Juve, 69 points. Milan, 69 points. Napoli, 67. Lazio could get to 67 as well because of that game in hand. Crazy. So, so there's a lot to take into consideration. And Juve is hosting AC Milan this weekend. Woo. And I'm here and I'm here for it. I think that is uh, pretty ridiculous. A couple of the stats I think we should take into consideration before we decide whether we want them in the parlay or not. They are still second best in the league for a home record. This is Juve. They are currently they are unbeaten in 35 of their last 38 Serie A matches in Turin, which is where this game is going to be hosted. However, no team has a better record than AC Milan away from the San Siro in the league. And Juve are hardly consistent. You say that Andrea Pirlo maybe saved his job. When I was doing my research for this one, I almost fell out of my chair when I saw the stat. Pirlo, in the league, they've played 34 games in Serie A this season. He has used 34 different lineups in those 34 games. <laughs> He's never used the same lineup twice, back-to-back. -back. That is the perfect example of a rookie manager. It is. Honestly. Isn't that, that mind-blowing? Yeah, he's a perfect example of a manager that literally is entering this field and thinking that overthinking and overplaying is the way to go. It's it's so, it, that just says everything about his season, to be honest. And I'm a huge fan of Andrea Pirlo, what he's given to the game, but an absolute mistake from Juventus to hire him. But that's for another story. So what do you see here in this game? Then? Because that's huge. It is huge. I feel like... Juve is going to do it. I feel like they're going to get a result here, not only due to the stats and how good they are at home, but because they have a player that 
knows how to take responsibility and win games by himself. They have the, one of the ultimate match winners, one of the best match winners of all time in Cristiano Ronaldo, and he always gives you a chance. So when I look back at what they did earlier, Juve went to Milan and beat them 3-1. Uh, Chiesa had a brace and Wesson McKinney had a goal. So I don't know. Juve have won the last nine fixtures between the teams in Turin and Serie A. Yeah. Milan have won just once in the last 13 meetings. And you know what? Atalanta, who's playing 19th place, Parma, you know that they'll probably get some points there. Juventus cannot afford to drop any points. Doesn't matter who the opponent is. So I just, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, it, and Napoli has Spezia, you know, Spezia in 16th. So, and and Spezia can't drop any points, getting kind of close there at the bottom of the table. But it's, uh, I like, I like Juve here. I do. Yeah. No, um, me too. Me too. I feel like Milan's lost some of their shine that, I mean, they were on top of the table for the first half of the season. And then what happened? It's been a big drop off, you know? So yeah, it's been a very big drop off. I mean, listen, I mean, they beat Benevento. That's fine. But then they lost three, nothing to Lazio. They lost two, one to Sassuolo. They only beat Genoa two, one, you know, that they've been very inconsistent. And I feel like away at Juventus. Now nah, I'm putting Juventus in the bucket. What do you think? Yeah, I'll agree with you that. I'll go with Juve as well. I'm going to ride or die with Cristiano Ronaldo here uh, with regard to that. And I think he wants to end his career with Juve, that is, uh, on a high note, right? He wants to get them to yeah. get into that, win the Copa Italia, all that good stuff. Well, we there have three one. then. We have three? Yeah, we have uh, Barcelona. Oh, no, we have two. We have two. We have two Barcel right oh, do oh, no, three, because Dortmund. So we, oh, have, yeah, we, have, Dortmund. we have Barcelona right, right, right. winning, Borussia Dortmund winning, and Juventus winning. Yes. Okay. I like that. One other game though in Serie A, I have to, to highlight is at the bottom of the table because Cal Cagliari, they're in 17th, but they weren't there like four weeks ago. They were not in 17th. They were mired in the relegation zone. They've won three out of the last four, got a draw on that fourth one. They're currently out of the relegation zone in 17th on 32 points. And they're playing against the team in 18th, Benevento, who's on 31 points. That game is going to happen this weekend. That's ridiculous. So I, I'm curious to see how that one plays out because Luca La Padula, the Peruvian Italian. I'm there for it. I'm there for it. I love it. All right. Okay. Well, listen, uh, we leave Europe, right? Let's we move leave to Europe. let's move to North America and let's begin with uh let's begin with MLS for a second. El okay. Trafico. This is Chicharito's first ever Trafico, by the way, as he faces LAFC, his LA Galaxy face LAFC. Carlos Vela, oh my God, this is going to be quite a game. Unbelievable, unbelievable. All right, talk well, to I, me about this. I, well, I'm here for it. LA Galaxy started off the season very well. They were two. They won their first two, beat Inter-Miami, beat the New York Red Bulls. Chicharito scored five goals in his first two games. I mean, everything was going right for these guys. That said, they had given up four goals in those two games as well. So you could see there was some cracks there that, that could be exploited. They ran into the Seattle Sounders who are very good. They know exactly who they are and what they're about. And the Sounders are like, yeah, you guys aren't good enough. You you might think you're good, but you're not good. And the Sounders beat them. And I think that will be a nice And they reminded that, you know, you can talk about Chicharito all day, but Raul Ruiz is really- God, how good is that guy? He's he, so good. I know. I just wish he was better for Peru, but that's for another story. Of course, of course, of course. That's we can we can save that for the Copa America talk we're going to have over the summer. But I love Rui Diaz. I think he's a tremendous player. What's interesting about the Seattle Sounders is that they're doing all of this with arguably, or without arguably, their best player, uh, Nico Ladero. So that makes that even more impressive because when Ladero comes back into the team, these guys are the favorites, man. They're really good. Anyway, the Sounders are going to play against the Timbers. I know we're going to talk about that briefly, which is another big, massive rivalry in MLS. But LAFC, another team that has their identity, Bob Bradley, very 
good coach, knows how he likes his teams to play. When you mix that with some of the talent that he has at his disposal, most notably Diego Rossi and, and, and Carlos Vela, it just allows these Bob Bradley managed teams who are so organized to kind of elevate that creativity yeah. and stay compact. I, I almost liken Bob to Thomas Tuchel in some ways, right? They're, they're, they're so good at uh, working together and being collective and everybody buying into the defensive scheme. And then you just kind of release the hounds going forward and let your top creative guys go and do their thing. And just really the whole thing is how do we get Carlos Vela the ball in good spots? And I think that's going to be the biggest challenge for the LA Galaxy is denying those opportunities where Carlos Vela can pick up the ball between the lines and run at their back line because I'm still not convinced the Galaxy have the back line that's going to be needed to, they'll make the playoffs the Galaxy. I think Greg Vanny's very well organized as well and a, a terrific coach, but I just don't know if he's got the quality to be like a real serious contender for MLS Cup or for the Supporter Shield or whatever it may be. They're going to get in and Chicharito's going to have a good season and all that. And they're going to be better than they have been in, in previous iterations. But I just think this LAFC team's a little bit better. But El Trafico has proven to us right from the get-go when Zlatan scored, you know, crazy goals in the first Insane. one ever. Insane. I mean, that that this is one of those rivalry games where form doesn't really matter. It's just who shows up uh, on the day. And, uh, and it is Chicharito's first one. So I wonder how he's going to do. Listen, uh, to your point, I do feel about the Galaxy, I do feel that maybe El Trafico is a little... Not for us, not for the neutral and the fan, but a little too early to try and figure out what Galaxy are all about. Greg Vanny is a fantastic coach. We talked to Chicharito about this already. And Galaxy will make the playoffs. They, they do look good enough for that. But this game specifically against a very well-organized LAFC, I wonder if it's come too early. So I wonder if I'm, I'm giving it high-scoring game once again. But I think that LAFC will take this. What do you think? Well... Yes. I want to say LAFC. Yes. They beat Austin FC an expansion team 2-0 in their first game. Then they drew with the Sounders 1-1 and you know, they, they really Diaz could have stole that game late. So, so there are some frailties I could see in LAFC right now that if we wanted to, I mean, they, they've drawn bit. two games. They've only won one though with the Austin FC, but they've drawn two that they don't, you know, it's too early to figure it out. And it, to- it is, it is. But I think that LAFC come from a stronger base because Bob has been the manager for a few seasons. This core of players has been together. Yeah, They know who they are. Greg, Greg Vanny is still, yes. Greg Vanny is still trying to, you know, reset the culture of where they had been in the previous seasons. And as we saw against the Sounders, and I'm sure Bob will be looking at that one in the LAFC. Here's how you beat. I, I, the Sounders basically just put out the playbook as to how you beat the LA galaxy right now. And it's probably starving service to Chicharito who was pretty ineffective against the Sounders and couldn't really get going. I don't remember them ever having too many clean looks. And I think LAFC will stifle them again. Yeah. I could, I could lean towards LAFC in this one. Yeah. No, I mean too. So put it in the bucket. I'll put it in the bucket. All right. I'll put it in the bucket. And then then lastly, I just want to talk Portland Timbers, Seattle Sounders. It's been one of the, the best rivalries that we've had in MLS for, for a very long time. And I know El Trafico is trying to pop into that conversation, but this one has been fantastic. The Timbers, they've lost two out of their first three. They're hosting this one against the Sounders. Again, form kind of goes out the window, but the Sounders are just a better team right now. Also, you throw into the, the, the equation that they had a midweek game, the Timbers, they went down to Mexico City and, and got smacked around. Um, by Club America. By, by Club America. I, I, we could have a whole separate pod just about MLS's lack of success. Oh, we will. It'll be your final in, in thought. In the Oh my God. I just, I can't, it hurts Liga my soul. MX sigue siendo tu papa. <laughs> oh, come on. Too soon. Too soon for that. But I will say that 
coming off of that and the Sounders, you know, not coming off of a midweek game and, and, um, yeah, I just I just like the Sounders in this one. No, they're they're just again it's the similar themes to LAFC. They're a more compact group. They're a more organized group. They're obviously a recent MLS Cup champions. Uh, you know, in, in recent years, they they know who they are. They have a tremendous offensive, you know, line, and they're very good at the back. Very well managed. Again, form goes out the window, but I have Sounders in this one too, so we can add it because that would be our fifth, I think. Yeah, wow, two MLS games. You know, MLS, betting on MLS games gets a little sketchy at times. Well, then we can throw that one out. And well, I don't know. I, I'm trying to decide if I think the Sounders are going to – do I feel like that's more of a slam dunk than LAFC over the Galaxy? Because that one always seems to be crazy. I just feel like right now the Sounders might be a little – I don't know. Uh, let, let, me, let, me, let me let that percolate in my head. Let, let it marinate because my, we still my have – pong ball size brain over here. We still got to go south to Mexico and oh, Liga and Mekis and the playoffs. Liguilla kicks off. Atlas against Tigres. Santos Laguna against Querétaro. León against Toluca and Pachuca against Guadalajara. Uh, talk to me. Yeah, I'm excited that these playoffs are kicking off, you know, for all the heat that MLS gets for. Uh, you guys have playoffs. It's not a real, I mean, a lot of leagues have playoffs and, and Mexico is one of those leagues and, and I'm here for it. Uh, Cruz Azul has been excellent. Uh, they are top. They're not involved in this. These, these first no, four this games, is the play in to this get is like the play in. They've added, this. this is a new addition to it before it was just the top eight teams after the 17 games are played in the cluster apertura. And then they go into the playoffs. Now they've stretched it out to 12 that money, baby. got to get those, that money going, get as many teams in there as possible. Very American of them. And I respect it. I'm here for it. So, so Chris Azul, Club America, Puebla and Monterrey are the four teams that are kind of waiting in the wings and to see what happens. Sometimes Azul, it works by the way, Cruz Azul managed by the Peruvian legend, Juan Reynoso. So of course, I'm here of course for they it. are. Of course they are. <laughs> so, so what I find interesting is, that I think Leon was the champion in the last season, right? So they've dropped in to, to yeah, they were the clear, clear favorites in, in that. Leon were very good, yeah. So so for them to to be sixth right now, it, it, I would not want to face them. So I think they're my favorites to kind of come through. And, and we've seen this in MLS, where the team that has the play-in game, they're kind of already getting that playoff mindset. Yeah. And I think that gives those teams that come through this an advantage over the ones that are just sitting there and waiting. And they're Maybe at home. Be proven wrong. Yes, yes. I, I like Leon to, to potentially, whoever they play in the next round, still do the yeah, best. Yeah, I'm with you. Let's they're put it in. They're a solid team. But yeah, I like, I like Leon to, to win. All right. Well, let's put it in. All right. Well, that's six, isn't it? If we include two MLS. I don't know if want... I want to include two MLS. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's we got okay. dude. We got to All go right. back to the Premier League. We got to pick one in the Premier League. Okay, so let's begin straight away from the top. Okay, so let's go with, uh, we're, we're throwing away Man City, Chelsea, correct? Or, or do you want to give a draw there? Oh, my God. Draw sounds so scary, everybody. But I, you know what? We have to take a risk somewhere. Okay. So we're taking a risk. Because Premier League, we didn't, did we, do, we didn't even do one, did we? In Premier well, League? we thought about doing West Ham over Everton. I think, that's, I think that sounds about... We're, we're, uh, by the way, we're not picking any draws, and that's what killed us last time. Oh, so we should pick a draw. We probably should. I'll okay. throw Man City Chelsea in there. Okay. Well, this is how we do it. Number one, Man City Chelsea is a draw. That's oh my it. god, that's yeah. Okay, yeah, we have to do it. Okay, yeah, number yeah, okay. two. Then there, now we move to La Liga, or we pick another Premier League. Oh yeah, we got to pick. Uh, yeah, Barcelona to win. And Real Madrid Sevilla. No, I'm staying away from that one. Bundesliga, Borussia Dortmund to win. Yes. So that's three. Serie A, Juventus to win. Yes. That's four. 
MLS. Are we going El Tráfico or? Oh my, I can't handle the pressure, Luis. Okay, I'm well, going to say, I'm going to say. I think in this situation, Jimmy, we go with the team with the hottest hand and that's Seattle Sounders. Okay, let's go Sounders. So that's five. And now Liga yes. MX, Leon. Leon, for sure. Hold on, let me find that. that uh, really that's good. very good, I think. I'm, I'm feeling good about it. Yeah, there you go. So you have oh, hold it. Hold on. So Leon, yeah, they're definitely the favorites over Toluca. So the only draw is the Man City Chelsea. We put then one we in have, there. Then we then we have Barcelona. Then we have Borussia Dortmund. Then we have Juventus. Then we have the Sounders and Leon. That's great. Yeah. Okay, I'm feeling good about it too. Okay, so if we bet a hundred bucks, yep, we're probably only going to bet ten. But let's say we bet a hundred dollars, we would win eighty four hundred. Dude. So if we bet if we bet ten, we win eighty four bucks. No, eight hundred and forty dollars. We win eight hundred and forty dollars. We're doing that, by the way. Our bookie Lisa Roman will take I, care. Of I can't wait to be right. Yeah, and I'm, I'm in. One, one and I'm in for this one, one by the way. I'm in. One of these we're gonna hit, and we're gonna be so insufferable. The next podcast, it's gonna be unbelievable. Oh, I think we might get fired. We'll, get, <laughs> we'll be that annoying. Absolutely right. I'm gonna wear my king crown and my king outfit. <laughs> Yeah, drop, you know the I'm crown that they use, the crown that they use uh, uh, in the Champions League uh, London show with Kate. Uh, Roberto yeah, Martinez had it this week. We're going to steal that one and have it over we here. We will. 100%. I'm going to bring all the extra mics I have so I can just drop them all over the place. <laughs> I'm just going to grab all the money, go to the bank teller and just throw it. Out. Like, you know you know how they throw it uh, to set blatter? I'm going to do the same thing. <laughs> but anyway, you cannot complain, everybody. Que golazo. Champ, Champions League. We can preview. <laughs> we gave you so much. Jimmy, I know you have some final thoughts because CONCACAF Champions League, the final four, well done, Philadelphia Union, but the rest, Liga MX once again. Thoughts? It's just disappointing. I, I Every season, I get my hopes up. I feel like for the most part as a fan, Luis, I try to temper expectations. But in this particular instance, I'm so hopeful that one season we're going to have that breakthrough where an MLS team wins the CONCACAF Champions League and it doesn't look good. Every time we have a good first leg, we have a couple good performances in the first leg this time around in the quarterfinals. We absolutely, and I'm just going to say it, shit the bed when we go away from home <laughs> in Mexico. Every single time we just, and it's not, it's not when I watch that when you, if you see, if you guys just want to take any time to go watch the highlights, it's just we get crappy goals. Like goalkeeper gives up a good rebound right now. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Three minutes into the game? You know, I said the club is crew who are the MLS Cup champions and, and their goalkeeper, Eloy Room, like he, 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 he's. he's I said, listen, to... Jimmy, MLS is getting there, but they're not close to Liga MX. Do you know how I know it's getting there? You know how it's getting closer? Because the Mexican teams are playing harder. They are. They're, they're starting their full teams. And they're taking it very serious. And Liga and, MX fans are getting angrier every year yes, because exactly, they know exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> now the referees are against them. When you start seeing that chatter from, yes, we're definitely getting closer. There is no doubt that Liga MX is a better league, but MLS is getting closer. It's getting Absolutely. closer. It's getting closer. And, and I know there's a lot of arguments to be made for the time of the season when these games are being played. And we're, we're talking about Liga MA keys already in their playoffs. So they're already a well-oiled machine, 17, 18 games into their season. Yeah. Whereas when this CONCACAF Champions League starts, they're just like in their preseason. We're in preseason and, and we're a couple of games in and teams are still trying to figure out who they are for this particular season. So it doesn't, that, I hate that using that as an excuse, but it also, there is a lot of truth to, to that as well. And, and obviously the salary caps are different as in Liga MA keys doesn't have one and, and MLS does, but, but, so there are a couple built-in things that we can always use as crutches as to why, but I just hope that one day we don't need any of that crap. We're still the better team. 
despite all those those things that are going against us. Absolutely. But well done to Liga MX uh, who continue to do some good things. But MLS is climbing up step by step, step. Ladrillo, por ladrillo. Brick by brick, everybody. Muy bien, Jimmy. Muy bien. Okay. Hey, that's it. That's our show. Jimmy Conrad, thank you so much, brother. Luis Miguel, it is always a pleasure. And thanks for listening, everybody. And next time we see you, we'll be drowning in cash. (laughs) (laughs) See you next time. Hey, everybody. I want to thank Jimmy Conrad for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Pod. We are also on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Lasso, And we are on cbsports.com and your CBS Sports app. Have a great, great weekend. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.